You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, welcome back, Khadija. And we are we are missing Sarah this week, but you're just going to fill her shoes and be you. It's going to be amazing. Alrighty then. <laughs> She's like, sure. Um, I do want to tell everybody, we are here this week. Next week, we'll have one more show. Our, um, Sarah, I'll be in Kona. I think Sarah will be in Kona. And then we are taking off two weeks, kind of, because we'll have live shows from Kona. And you should listen to those. So... I feel like we should. We I feel like we got to talk about Kona. I mean, we were just talking about the crazy start list that came out today of the pros. It's it's nuts. It's like every pro woman who's ever won anything. It'll be so exciting. So many, so many names. So many names. <laughs> all the names. And what we were saying it's like sort of confirmed Taylor Nibs racing, kind of confirmed. She has a bib number, which is more than what um, Christian Blumenfeld had at in nice right he was rumored to be there but we knew he didn't have a bib number it's true so so she's prop and uh and we know she's coming because her mom's racing and would it be so great and they like they finish together and then they have like a mom daughter like hug moment maybe they'll finish holding hands (laughs) then they'll get dq'd (laughs) (laughs) i feel like her mom might finish like four hours after her but who knows maybe (laughs) What if she's just doing it to race it with her mom? Now, that would be amazing. Like, not to actually win. Huh. I don't think she knows how to do things without trying to win. So. Yeah, but then she'd have to slow down like crazy slow down, because isn't she going to start like 20 minutes before? A while, yeah, like 30, uh, 40 oh, minutes before. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. 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 Oh. Wait, Khadija, have any of your kids done races with you? Not with me. My yeah. youngest daughter did a super sprint. But you guys haven't finished together, is what I'm. No, yeah. I was just at the finish line to, because she, <laughs> she likes to swim and ride her bike, but she wasn't too into the run. So every time she passed somebody that she knew, she went like this and told them to take a picture. <gasps> Nobody can see that; it's a podcast. But she like threw up peace signs. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was oh, her first and last triathlon. Her first and last. I feel like I feel like now I want you to do one with like all of your kids all together. And like, take up all together. the bib numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't. You said you haven't even gotten them all like in the same place all at once, like recently, right? Yep. That's that's the the that's hard the challenge. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Kona twenty twenty five. There you go. Yeah, we can get them all. We'll get. We'll we'll get a. Uh, what is it? A private jet? Get everybody yeah. over here. Woo! Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we are going to take, after our short little break, we're going to start with Sid Talks this week, talk all about the WTCS Spain race. And Khadija's going to give us her on the ground takes upon Avedra. And then last week, we did uh, first time tips for Ironman. And we're going to talk about first timers, you know, that aren't Ironman. You can do other races too. All right, Sid. So you totally predicted that uh, WTCS final. <laughs> I got it. I, I I I wish I'd put money on that bet because I was like all in, all <laughs> in on the men's race. Not at all. Oh my god, who would have thought? I don't think anyone would have. Yeah, I, don't think I mean, did predict? Did they? Or were they claiming afterwards? They're in claiming later. Predictors? They did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be so. We were joking last week that basically everyone would have to crash for like Hayden Wild or Alex G did not win. And then what ends up happening is Dorian Connix wins and he takes the series title because Hayden and Alex were so far back. Like he got far enough, far enough ahead. It was, yeah. it was like, you know, before last year, everyone was like, well, Leo Bajer will win if he wins and Alex and Hayden are like back, back at the end, you know, back after the class. And everyone's like, yeah, but that's not going to happen. And then it did. And yeah. then we're like, yeah, but it can't happen the second year in a row. Yes, it can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alex, she had maybe the worst race he's had in like yeah. four years. Um, and you know, it happens. It's always just like unfortunate. Hey, do you know what? I'd prefer day. I prefer him to have a bad race today or not today at the weekend than in whatever the date is in Paris next year. Like get your bad race out at this one. Be Olympic champion, not world champion. That's the name of it. Yeah. 
Uh, so, but the French, obviously, I mean, this is the second year in a row they've pulled off a upset in the men's race at the final. They yeah. were very dominant. They ended up with two of the top three overall and like three of the top five in the race. Yes. So it's like, man, the French men, it's just nuts. Yeah. And actually, like, if you go a bit f- like four in the top 12, like, it's just, yeah, ridiculous. They, but you know, it's not really a surprise. It's Paris next year. They've known this for what is it, eight, 10 years that it gets predict- put in advance. Um, and that's without even uh, Vince, isn't it? I don't think yeah, Vince, no, Vince was... wasn't in there. It was, yeah, uh, exactly. So, Roger, LaCour, and Connors, yeah. And then further down, uh, Tom Richard, who's not a, is that a French name? No, that's, not, that's not a French guy. <laughs> You're like, no, 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 that's not. Anyway, um, so yeah, they so, were very dominant. Then, yeah, and even on the women's side, like there was Cassandra and Lombardi up there in the the you know, two in the top six. So they're definitely gearing up trajectories in the right place to be dominant next year. You know, it could be a French one, two, three on the men's side. Like that'd be crazy. Yeah. That would Could be, be possible. Could yeah, be possible. Uh, yeah. I think Alex and Hayden Wild will probably have something to say about that, but it's possible. They will, Peter's- but Hayden needs to clean up his act. He's getting like another penalty, another penalty, like for dropping his cap. Like, mm. yeah, you know, kick it and throw it or whatever. But you know the rules, and I think he needs to be brought in line a little bit like his attitude like I get it racing it's the heat of the moment but yeah I mean people are doing the way you know once you've had a few minutes to collect yourself and you're on the podium don't look like a fucking spoiled little brat with a slapped face sorry I like Hayden he's a good guy he's ridiculously talented but I think I'm the last few races I've not really been impressed by behavior it gets emotional people get upset i mean i don't i try not to judge athletes too much i, know, I shouldn't do yeah i know but i've like I yelled shouldn't. at people in the middle of races for sure oh yeah so um, have I. but I obviously mean, I, should, I should probably take that back he's he is a nice guy he stayed at my apartment in Girona. fuck he might be listening <laughs> <laughs> he's probably not listening his girlfriend might be listening friends might be listening like but that's the thing he has he has so much talent. Like, don't be a dick with it as well. Like, be an amazing athlete and, you know, that you are. Take the penalty or don't get a penalty in the first place. But then be the gracious. I know, it's hard. It's emotional. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. It is he hard. probably thought he was going to win the overall. And, you know, it's upsetting. Oh, I'm sure. And then it's and the frust- men's yeah. race was nuts, right? I had a lot of emotions, a lot of craziness. Um. The interesting penalty on the women's side. So the women's race more or less played out. I think I think that's like the one where it actually kind of we all thought Beth was gonna win. She won. It was Beth, it was Beth or Cassandra, wasn't it? And that pretty much kind of went down to it, adding a few other Kate War into the mix kind of thing. But yeah. The penalty that was interesting, I was gonna say, is uh Lisa Tersch, uh the German, uh got a penalty for bad swim behavior, which my husband asked what that means, and that means you dunked somebody. But she got a penalty for that, but you need to be top eight for Olympic selection for the German team. And so she was running in like eighth, ninth, but had that penalty hanging over her. And she just like took a flyer, like tried to open up a gap so that she could serve the penalty and then still got in like locked in her fourth place, which is, you know, bad swim behavior aside is yeah, uh, impressive. impressive. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the penalty of the the swim behavior. Did did it get caught on camera? Did uh, like do we know who do we know who she dunked? Like <laughs> I know my husband was like, "How do they know?" And I was like, "Well, there's cameras and there are swim caps with numbers, so they know." So I mean, the thing on the British side, uh, British side, the thing on the women's side, yes, it was Beth Potter, Cassandra Brooke Grand, so kind of pretty much went to to that with Beth winning. She's just had an outstanding year. Um, I think the other thing on the British side, you know, Kate Worth, War or Worth, sorry, it's Kate. Wath. It's how they is it Worth? Yeah. Like I had a friend whose surname was the same and it was War. So that's where, oh, I, wow. yeah, anyway. Kate Worth won U23 last year and then she's just been getting better and better this she year. She has and, like, yeah. yeah, like she had a slow, it, I say slow relatively. She didn't really do anything that would make us take note in the first half of the year, but then like she's been right up there in races. She's smashed out the Super League. She's now come second here and like is just putting herself, whereas I think the beginning of the year you'd have put Sophie Coldwell up there and then now it's like, oh God, are the take. But, but I think like from a British Basically, perspective, it's tough. Beth, Basically... in. She's, she's had the hardest qualifying to get mm-hmm. Her Olympic slot and she's done it like Beth, yeah, got both podiums, which is I think most countries didn't have that. So she's secure. 
And I think then Georgia Taylor Brown's injured coming back. Jess Lemons coming back from having a baby. And you've got Sophie and Kate. I think the British team will not make a decision on the second two spots until fairly near to the Olympics next year. Oh, no, because it's too hard. Like earlier this year, you were like, oh, it's Georgia, Beth and Sophie. And now you're like, oh, Kate Woff. What? Like, so. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we've been talking a lot about how the U.S. team is going to come down to probably a tough discretion. Like no one on the U.S. team locked up their spot this weekend. Um, Taylor Nib and Kirsten Casper were like kind of the top in like 14th and 15th, I believe, 15th, 16th. Uh, 15th, 16th. Yeah. yeah, And then Katie's affairs was right behind them. And it's going to like there's going to be one more automatic qualifier. But it's that means there's only one person can qualify the automatic. So there's going to be a discretionary spot. So they're going to do you have think to that? Do you think that the US women got too caught up in trying to make sure Gwen wasn't in the mix that they kind oh, of I don't know forgot to... I thought I was going to say they probably got too caught up on like, you know, people get very hung up on like when Olympic qualifying is on the line and they kind of like forget about the race. Like, yeah, mess, that's right. Yeah. Well, maybe it sort that, of passes yeah. them by and it's like, oh yeah, that, that happened. Um, yeah, you know, like the whole like there's an uh, mentality to being the the top American versus the top yeah. of the race, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean that's the same long distance racing. Like you wait for Kona in a couple of weeks, and it's who's going to be the top American, the top Brit, whatever position you get to. But yeah, um, look, and I want to say like maybe being a bit a bit harsh on the athletes, like <laughs> done from a fan of the sport, but it's very easy to sit on the sofa and be our. Uh, was it couch couch expert or whatever it is or backseat driver whatever you want to call it so yeah I apologize if I've been a little bit harsh today on things I'm also in a foul mood so everyone's taking my wrath <laughs> <laughs> well you're in a foul mood because I mean you're leaving for Kona next week I'm leaving for Kona next week yeah. we are going to uh have no, we're gonna we are not gonna sit talks for two weeks here uh we'll have one more regular show uh, but then we're kind of do some special shows in Kona. So we will see everybody. We'll see you in Kona. And we won't really get to talk about Kona again until I see you there. So I guess we, we should like do a, a mini, mini preview is, you know, it's a lot of people. It's going to be intense. Yeah. Should we start with, should we start with the women? Oh, there's no uh, men there. <laughs> I mean, oh, we're gonna do this so... really, obviously, we're going to do a bunch of live shows from Kona. So I don't want to like over talk yeah. about it. But I yeah. will say, whereas men's niece, you know, you only had two of the top six returning. You have everybody goddamn returning. Yeah, I I haven't seen. I need to look at the. I think it's pretty much the top ten from last year plus everyone else. I don't think there's any plus big every, name like, no, nobody that is missing racing no. at the moment. Like we don't, we haven't seen anyone pull out. No one's said they're not going. You know, last year we saw a lot of people kind of obviously. Cat had a crash, and then there was quite a few people that sort of yeah can't make it, not going. Well, you know, various reasons. I think the only person we know is Meredith Kessler who's not not going but she got a slot but other than that touch wood well touch wood just from a athlete perspective of making sure everyone's fit and healthy um yeah everybody everybody's there i'm sure there'll be one or two that pull out but yeah i mean it's everybody plus like you said cats back from uh a cat didn't raise last year ass accident um taylor nib add in. i don't know we hear taylor nib maybe that's the, the the heavy rumor so we have some add-ins like thrown in there on top of the craziness yeah so it's gonna be a very deep race it's gonna be mental it's gonna be mental <laughs> maybe maybe i shouldn't have accepted the wild card maybe i'll just go and be like oh god no <laughs> word is also that and i've asked for a fit that it's about it's around 2100 women too which is just an insane okay number. that's yeah yeah that's that's i was thinking like 1500 maybe i'd heard but 2100 is like no pretty, and this is not like me easy. making this up this yeah. is from iron man this is the official actual they were just like double checking if it's like 2050 or 2150 but it's like that's good yeah yeah and i hope bring they bring support and family with them so that there's loads of people watching and spectating as well and the brands come out and i know there's a lot of media it feels, I don't know, I think Nice came up really quickly on people. And I also think because of the European time zone, maybe we just out of sync with right. with publicity and the spam that goes on. And maybe it's just like, oh, now it's revert to revert to normal. It's Kona. It's the right time of year. It's and obviously we're in, and obviously we're invested anyway from a female side. And you guys are doing a lot with Live Feisty and yeah. yeah. I think it's more that there were too many races leading up to Nice. And so it basically there was like a six day window between the last big race and Nice. You know what I mean? Like, so you just didn't have any, 
now we have all this runway, right? So we have like four weeks of runway or three weeks of runway. Um, so it's you're able to like really, really, really look at that start listed and really, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> really think about. At it. least I'm on, at least apparently I'm on a start list now. Yeah, I've got a race number. There you go. All right. Well, we'll be no. back in uh, Kona with live shows with Sid, with Sarah, with See you Haley, with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. See you there. All right, Khadija, I want to hear all about Spain. Tell us what it was like. It was awesome. I I had a really good time, especially watching the elite races, because I know this is going to sound, I don't know, my sound snobby, but whatever. Pontevedra was not my A race. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I had a stress fracture last year. So, you know, I did the aqua bike and qualified. So I I decided to use it as a training race, but I'm I'm so glad that I went because I've seen elite races before, but it wasn't the a finals like that. And it was just I got a, I got in a hot corner, and because I speak the language, I was able to talk to people to find out where the you know the best place to be was and have people help me run back and forth to get pictures. But especially the women's race was I mean it was really exciting. Hmm. Um, the guys race on the bike they kind of broke up in four packs and they just kind of went through the motions. But on the women's race, you could see that second pack. They kept closing the gap on the first pack and it looked really, really strategic. And then on the run, um, it wasn't like a war of attrition. They were really just going at it. You could see Cassandra Bogrand. She ran, she ran from the back of the second pack of bikers all the way up to to the podium like that it was it was it was exciting to see um the men's race it was kind of weird because the people that you expected to be in the front weren't in the front and then um the american he took off i mean he was in the front yeah yeah for like two laps and then on the third lap i thought i missed him and then uh, he was he was literally almost walking i felt so bad he had some kind of like hamstring injury and apparently like he's been dealing with it all year but yeah Yeah. that's what happened yeah but he went out i thought he was gonna win it i I was like oh morgan pearson yeah he He went out almost too fast because when he when he went out the first lap i was like "Mm, i don't know and then the second lap the gap looked a little bit bigger than the third lap i was like wait wait a minute where'd he go yeah i mean he's definitely capable of running but yeah i also was like ah and then and then, and then, you know, his hamstrings are bothering all year. But was there a lot of people out in the crowds? Because, like, I saw the race, obviously, on TV, but I couldn't tell, like, how it was, you know, on the ground. The men's race was, I mean, it was insane. It was, I, I couldn't even see the swim because I'm not tall enough. I couldn't find anything to stand on. Um, but the women's race, I was really disappointed. The crowd, it wasn't even a quarter of the people that were out for the men's race. For the women's race, I was able to run from, hot corner to hot corner and see was everything it and it, there's this yeah but there's was actually a better race huh was it on when was it like what was it local time there it was, it like was um afternoon? about th- no it started late so it was about f- it was four o'clock um local time so it was actually it was a great time to um have the race and the crowd the crowds that were out there were ridiculous yeah Interesting. so and then you, so you did the aqua bike, right? And so there's also like, how many events are there as well for the age groupers? There's, cause there I thought were it was just like standard four. distance, but it sounds no, like- No, there's standard distance, a standard aqua bike. Um, there was um, a super sprint. Yeah, so it was three three events and they were, they were pretty packed. I mean, each age group was like probably 150 to 200 people per age group in every event. It was really big. I guess I thought, yeah, I was like, I thought, I don't know. I thought that was that other, you know, there's that other like world triathlon championship festival. I thought most of those were th- there. It's hard oh, to like with the aquathlon. Yeah. 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 Well, they do that one at long course. That's why yeah, I always do that. Oh. Uh, so I, I, it's hard to keep track of which race. The aquathlon along with yeah. long course. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Jocelyn's doing her first aqua bike, right? Yes. I'm doing my first aqua bike this Saturday. So. Khadija, what are your tips for the aqua bike? Whoever jumps out first on the swim, get on their feet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's a good tip. Although you've only done aqua bike at like the world and national level. So I think you're telling me earlier, these are people that are the awesome swimmers that can't run, right? 
Meanwhile, the local events here, Aquabike is usually for the triathletes that have running injuries. Right, right, right. You know what the other thing is with the like crazy good swimmers? It's you know, have you ever done like this happens to me, like you do one of the like it seems like a little local race, but it's actually like connected to a college. So you get all these collegiate <laughs> swimmers out yeah. who like don't know how to bike, but all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, this is really fast swimming. <laughs> like uh-huh. the craziest swimming I've ever done. Uh-huh. So that's always fun too. So who's gonna be at your aquabike? So it's a uh, it's called Waterman's Triathlon Festival, and it is in Rock Hall, Maryland, on the eastern shore. There is a it's not a seventy point three because it's just a what do they call it? They call it a long course. Mid it's course, it's, long it's course, long course. But it's, there's also an Olympic the same day, and then the next day is a sprint. Okay, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's one of the the local races that's put on, and uh, it's supposed to be my big season finale. But it's gonna be an aqua bike. I'm gonna just bike super hard. But I don't think I I it's much different than if I did the full triathlon because I typically bike like I don't have to run at the end. Yes, I actually run better when I do that. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see. It's uh, I figure it's it's just to get me psyched and hyped for the next year, 2024, and try to keep that momentum rolling through winter instead of just hibernating for six months. And we'll be all matchy-matchy next year. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have big goals? I mean, do you have, like, plans for 2024? I know I know, Khadija has plans for, like, 2027, but, like, does Josh have plans? <laughs> Yes. Uh, so next year, my 70.3 PR turns 15 years old. Uh-huh. And I mean, my Ironman PR also turns 15 years old, but you guys know I am not. I'm totally, definitely, absolutely retired from Ironman. I feel like people always say that. I was just on our first timers webinar and we had Cherie Gruenfeld, who's like the 23 time Kona, like done Kona, right? Like won her 18, uh-huh. 14 times. Right. And she's like, I'm never doing Iron Man again. And I was like, I feel like everyone says that. You're going to be back, Sherry. Yeah. You know, she was in my local triathlon club when I was a little college kid. Oh. Yeah. Inland like... Inferno in Southern California. Do you ever swear off triathlon or no? No, Not I never swear off triathlon. I, I swear off foals. Okay. But, mm-hmm. um. The only way I'll do fulls now is if it's like everybody I know is going to be there and it's going to be fun and I'm going to swim like I lost my mind, bike like I lost my mind, and then I'm going to wave to everybody as I take five to six hours to do a marathon. Stop for <laughs> snacks along the way. <laughs> yes. yeah. You got any extra chews in your pocket? You're going to wait. So you're going to do the run like your daughter did, like peace signs, selfies yes. with all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> all right. After this break, though, we're going to talk about, you know, triathlon doesn't have to just be Ironman. And so our first timer tips for non-Ironman races. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a new Feisty Tri sponsor. Precisely because of their commitment to education and to making sure that all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like, did you know women often underfuel and more typically complain about gel consistency, which I know I personally like really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. But the most important thing is to test all of this yourself. And that's why you can use Precision Sweat Testing Spreadsheet to do your own testing and to calculate your own sweat loss. And look, like I know that can sound intimidating. I also was, uh, but it's really super manageable. When you enter your numbers into their formula, it spits out how much sweat you lose, how much sodium, and then you can calculate and figure out what works for you. And then you can book your totally free consultation with their sports scientists who will walk you through your own race plan. You can find all of this information and a ton more on female fueling, hydration, things to know in the Precision Fuel and Hydration Knowledge Hub on their website. And you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and their specially formulated flow gel, which is made just for how people fuel in long course triathlon. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP, the number 15 
like feisty triathlon pods or like functional threshold power. FTP15 at pfandh.com. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from get, getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year. And I used try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. TryHard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're going to need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of TryHard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too for anyone who wants to try, you know, try try hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the try hard products with the code 20 feisty. That's two zero feisty for 20% off store wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20 feisty for 20% off at tryhard.co. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. All right, last week we covered, I feel like, Jocelyn, like everything about doing an Ironman for your first time. But, I mean, my first race was an Olympic. What was your first? What were your guys' first races? Actually, my first race was a sprint. Mine was not just a sprint. It was a super sprint. I did the Iron Girl at Lake Lanier, Georgia. Oh. Oh, RIP Iron Girl series. Is that not a thing anymore? I guess not, no. It's not around anymore. No, Danskin's not around anymore either. Oh man, you know what? My first race was Santa Cruz Sentinel, and it's not around anymore either. Is, <gasps> was, is your first race around anymore, Jocelyn? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. So it was the LA Triathlon Series. Um, That's still a thing. Yeah. Is it still a thing? Okay, because I went to college in Claremont, California, which was near the Raging Waters at Benelli Park, San Dimas, California, and they had, yep, they had a little triathlon series there. So I was about to say, oh no, all of our first triathlons went away. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> all right, but what mistakes did you, I remember I like could not find my a bike, like the whole notion of transition. I was like running in circles around this parking lot. So I just like you couldn't, couldn't find out. your bike because you swam faster than no, I did. I <laughs> yeah, something I was like so confused. I was just like couldn't figure out how to get out of this fence. Oh, like you're stuck in transition yeah I was just like stuck in transition <laughs> like forever oh my mistake was that I didn't bring a flat kit because I was on the cycling team and my teammates were all like the bike's only seven miles you should just like not carry anything because it's like it'll save you weight and you'll go faster and then I got a flat and did you still finish I did I sat on the side of the bike course until a really nice man like threw me his stuff and was like I'm not gonna win this anyway and I was like thank you I'm not gonna DNF my first triathlon <laughs> I rode a bike with no gears oh yeah you told us this yeah yeah Walmart. and I I swam in swim shoes 
swimsuit. Oh, is that allowed? <laughs> no, I just the bat the bottom of the place where we swam was like all mucky, like mm. gross, and I just didn't like the way it felt. So right. I thought it would it, be a good idea to swim in swim shoes. I doggy paddled the entire swim. Oh, really? Because it was my first open water experience. And the water, um, yeah, at Vanelli Park, the water was like really brown and murky. I'd never swam open water before. And so I stuck my face in and totally freaked out and like was like just refused to put my face in it. So I doggy paddled it. I think it took me nine minutes to do 200. Nice. And I was like almost last out of the water. <laughs> my, uh, I was at Santa Cruz and like, I had like all the overconfidence of like a 19 year old, right? And so I was like walking down to the start. I was like, oh, there aren't lane lines. Like, how are you going to see where to go? And literally someone was like explaining the concept of sighting to me, like as we we're like walking on the beach. I was like, oh yeah, okay. That makes sense. I just got to look up. Yeah. Okay. Totally fine. But Santa Cruz, I mean, if you ever done Santa Cruz, you just go on a pier. So you also can just like, I kept just being like, oh, there's the pier. Still by the pier. Like every time I breathed. So Sentinel. I've done Sentinel. It's named well, it's after the there. newspaper. And the newspapers, does the newspaper no longer exist exactly. also? Exactly. The newspaper uh... no longer exists. So the race no longer exists. So then they made, uh, like, they start, tried another, like, smaller one a year or two mm-hmm. ago. But they just did, like, loops around Santa Cruz. And that doesn't work so good. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, But what are your other, I'm trying to think of other tips. What tips do you give people when they're ready to try their first triathlon? I feel like I try to tell people like, it's your first one, like don't overstress it, right? We all just named like stupid things we did. Like it doesn't matter the first one, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember teaching a newbie how you cut your, your bike frame numbers so that they don't flap. That's very important. That's key. Yeah. <laughs> so that you're more aerodynamic and always carry scissors with you to races for this. <laughs> oh, wow. That'll, that'll go over well. <laughs> always bring a weapon. Definitely. I think everybody should learn how to change a tire. Oh, yeah. Um, everyone should have, I think, at least two open water swims. One, the first one to get over the the, the craziness and the then panic to, yes. to get a little confidence. And then um, I think everyone should at least do one brick workout. Um, I had never done a brick workout mm-hmm. and I was a decent runner. Um, I didn't know whether I was a decent cyclist or not because I didn't even have a bike till a week before the race. But, but, um, I didn't, it feels a lot different to run open than it does off the bike. So those are the three things I think everybody change a tire, you know, do a brick workout and and get at least a couple times in open water. Uh, I do try to tell everybody though, if you know how to swim, bike and run, because I know lots and lots of people who like know how to do all those things. And they're like, but I could never do a triathlon. And I'm like, but just think of it as exercising, swim, bike and running all together. Like you already do these exercises yeah yeah. do them really close together (laughs) like Like really fast like yeah don't worry about the rest of the you can practice your transitions you could it's not critical but um i guess don't know the transition area you can wear socks don't be a hero and go without socks because you know, you could then get blisters or body glide your feet. Oh, body glide your neck if it's a wetsuit legal swim. Here's another. So again, as a 19 year old, and I like did this in college and it was like the college tri team and it was and I like was just like, sure, I'll do that. We you know how college kids are cheap and stupid. We were like body glides too expensive, way too expensive. You know, what we decided to all decide to use instead conditioner. Oh, but then is- yeah, like ha- like hair conditioner, which I'm pretty sure is like the same price as Buddy Light. But then I we would still just like do that on my legs ourselves in it, and then after the race, you would just be like covered in conditioner and sunscreen, and you'd be like, "What happened?" <laughs> That's awesome. I actually still use hair conditioner on my legs, like to to get the legs off really quick. Mm. But I do body glide on my neck. Yeah, you really don't. I also like later learned I really didn't need to do that. Like it really was. Yeah, bad. for like yeah. years, I would be like every time I go to race and be like i need my conditioner like we have to get conditioner <laughs> i also realized i didn't need to fold everything so i'm very neat oh, okay so i take i took off my wetsuit and folded it and yeah I didn't oh did you no yeah 
You know what? I um, So my job in college was uh, tutoring uh, SATs at Kaplan. Like that was my college job. And to do that, you have to like to get hired. You have to do like a fake presentation to like prove that you can talk in front of people. And so you can do five minutes on anything you want, right? And for some, and, like years before I'd ever done triathlon, one of the guys in my little group did a fake five minute presentation on how to do a triathlon transition. And like years later, when I like did my first, I like still remember that. I still remember the di- he drew a diagram on the board that was like your towel. And he was like divided into three sections and then like go from right to left or left to right, whichever or front to back. And I like still remember that. It was like, so I was like, oh. that was a really good presentation. Then. It was a wow. really good presentation. Yeah. Pay that guy some money. Like, hire him. You remember who he was? No, no idea. I was like, he was like <laughs> a grad student at Cal. So there you go. I feel like the other thing though, is like, and we were just talking about this. People get way too hung up on Iron Man, right? They're like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we all know you tell people you do triathlon, they go, Have you done the one in Hawaii? Yeah. I have a friend that asked, Are we going to Hawaii yet? No, we're not, babe. We're no, not going to Hawaii. That's my least favorite question. Or they go, You can do it someday. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. You'll get If you there. say you don't have a desire to go right now, then they think something's wrong with you. Because I didn't, I like race short course for a pretty long time. Because that's like what you do in college. And that was whatever yeah. you do. And I remember like being at pools and stuff like, and people would be like, oh, you're, oh, have you done the one? And you'd be like, no, I haven't done the one in Hawaii. And they're like, don't, well, don't worry. My mom's friend one time did. And you're like, great, cool. Like, <laughs> I, I know this guy who ran a marathon and you're like, okay. Yeah. That's I've awesome. never done it. Oh, I tell people, I'm, but they're like, you, you did an Ironman, but you didn't do a marathon. I've technically i've never run a marathon you haven't done an open marathon never never i think i hate them more than ironman marathons actually on a side point nope doubt if i i the only marathon that i desire to run is new york because i want to run through my hometown but other than that i have zero desire you should put in for the lottery do it well actually the half if you can qualify for new york with a half and i if with a little bit of training, if I wanted to, I could, because for my age group, I only need to let, run like a 148, so. Yeah, that's how I got in, because I would not have won the lottery or whatever. So. Yeah. But what are the other, like, super short, uh, non-Iron, or, or not even super short, but like non-Ironman triathlon races that are your favorites? Um, I did a mixed relay one time. That was super fun. Have mm-hmm. you guys ever done a mixed relay? Very fun. Very fast and very relay. short. And like kind of insane. Yeah. I've only had the chance to do three, I think three or four draft legals. I really like them, but they're so hard to find. Ooh, I would love to do a draft legal one. There is a local one here, but I, I've heard from a friend they they're having trouble getting enough women. There's like there's only two women signed up. I was gonna say the one draft legal race I did only had like six people. So it was like pretty, pretty depressing because you like are by yourself. Yeah, yeah, and you don't and get that feel of pack like, riding. What's That's the what point of this being draft legal if there's no one around me? It was basically just so Kelly could come in last. That was the whole point. It was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so what about, um, are we talking about fun races that yeah, are like, like not non- triathlons? Yeah, okay, what's your what's your fun <laughs> non-triathlon race? I did um, uh, 5K Beerathlon so it was it's not uh similar to the beer mile but it was uh five beers over 5k of running can you space them out however you want so no um so the kicker the i won overall because the kicker is that men had to drink 12 ounces so a 12 ounce beer before every kilometer and women had to only drink an eight ounce beer can't decide how I feel about that because I feel like the beer mile is always like clear cut right it's like everyone has to drink the same can or whatever yeah and so I feel like that was the the only reason that I could like dominate this event was because I was like sure I'm all for like women's equality but I don't have to drink as much beer as a guy like you know let 33 percent less beer right you're like well it's gonna be easy and I'm like the I'm really tall I'm five nine I'm like the size of an average guy so it was uh hmm. I just I was looking up my time because we were talking about this earlier I did it in 20 24 minutes oh that's actually really good uh it is definitely I can't do yeah. that that's my time sober <laughs> I was like it has definitely taken me that long to do a beer mile like I'm like still out there and people are all like waiting for me <laughs> like 
But if you run it fast enough, if you run it fast enough, then like the alcohol doesn't hit you until no, like it doesn't it four hit you or lap five. Yeah. yeah always, and then... <laughs> I feel like this is just like Kelly's stupid college try team, but we always did that at our year end party and we would do it up on the track that's like above the campus where nobody was. And then, yeah, you basically then it hits you like 20 minutes later and then you're like, you know what we should do? We should break into the pool. Cause like then it seems like a, like it hits everyone too at the same time. So everyone's at like the same point. Yeah. Everybody's doing mm-hmm. dumb stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, Definitely nice. broke into a pool. Yeah. That's how yes. we roll. All right. <laughs> All right. What are your, I feel like we should say like, what are your legal craziest um... non-Iron Man races? Like short <laughs> right? I can't think really? of anything. I mean, I just, I like to do the swim races. Swim races? Yeah. So anything the open water races at the beginning of that they have like at the multi-sport festivals I always do those they have one um they have one across Donner Lake here up in but then they do this Tahoe relay because like Lake Tahoe is pretty big right and people do it kind of in the same way they do like the English Channel and shit but they also do a relay where like you all have an, are on a boat and people you like jump on and off the boat and relay all the way across that's really fun that's kind of fun that's the hard part though getting it off a kayak no you get like a big boat it's like a you get like a like a motorboat you know what i mean because it's like a big lake you need like and then you like jump on and off the boat you know what i didn't tell you guys the craziest thing that i saw in spain and i i've been to spain before so i don't know why i ever noticed this so evidently spain is known for their ham so i'm walking through the airport i need to get another bottle of water and I go into this store and there's like pig legs hanging on the wall. But they're for sale in the airport. How do you get it home? Who is getting on a plane with a pig leg? I right, would assume that's like one of those. <laughs> Does that go in the carry-on? I would assume it's like the, the, the like customs thing, you know, where you like get it shipped to you then. Like the wine and stuff, you know what I'm talking about? I guess, but it's just—I don't know. It just freaked me out. It was, and I guess I just like—I walked in the store and I was like, you hear the horror music in the background?" And I was like, "What the? Like, what is happening?" Yeah, because you can't bring that back no. through customs, at least not in the U.S. Like, no. I've gotten in trouble before for getting some weird dried meat in like Japan or something, and then forgetting that I like I meant to eat it on the flight, but I forgot to, and then there. They're like, did you re- wait? What is this? Like, you can keep it. I didn't mean to smuggle it into the country. Oh my god, the best! <laughs> so when you come back from Hawaii, they also like do that to you. Like, you're not allowed to bring. You're allowed to ship pineapples back, but you're not allowed. It's the same thing, right? And we were coming back, and we were in the security line, and Steve had like I don't know, like a pineapple, four mangoes. Like he had like this whole pile of fruit, and they're like, "Well, sir, you're gonna have to haha either eat that right now or throw it out." And he was like, "Okay, I'll eat it." And he sat. They brought him a chair because they were so like impressed. <laughs> and he sat there in security and ate like four mangoes. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Is happening? <laughs> like, you can't. I'm sorry. You cannot waste a good mango. Yes. Oh my god! The mangoes here in the states taste like water. <laughs> if I, I ate so many mangoes when I was in Cuba, it was ridiculous. Every morning when I woke up, they were like, "What? What would you like for breakfast besides mangoes?" <laughs> <laughs> And we just, you know how to cut them, right? Because that's my problem with mangoes. I feel like they are, it is unknowable how to cut mangoes. You just always end up like, with like weird shaped pieces. There's a secret way to do it with like a glass, like a water oh, glass oh. to help peel it off. Oh, I'll have to like find it on YouTube and send it to you. Okay, good. Because this is like always my problem with mangoes. I'm like, I just, I need it pre-cut. I can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like hard boiled eggs. I only recently figured out how to. Yeah, what, yeah do. I'll eat mine like an apple. I I don't oh, the mango like eat. with the skin. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I just or uh, there's uh once you get your finger under the skin, you, you can, can peel it so like easily. I just eat the whole Ooh, thing. Man. Huh? Yeah. See, we're learning so much today. This is amazing. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other. This started with other weird non Iron Man ra- like like shorter races. Have you guys ever done a Spartan race or like one oh, of the really short ones? I have done. Yes. I did one at the Philly, the Citizens Bank Stadium in Philadelphia. Yeah, I did one of those stadium ones where you're like uh-huh. running up and down. Those are fun. Yeah, my son loves them. That's, That's his, his thing. I only watch them, but he he's totally into them. I park the van up and open the door, and he does. 
I guess they have like multiple races throughout the day. I said, I just say, give me the kid's pack. And he's off doing whatever he can all day. And I throw gels out there and he sucks up the gels and I hose him off and we head on <laughs> Interesting. home. Yeah, they're super fun. I think those are really fun. Um, it helps if you have like more upper body strength. I went through this phase where I was like, I'm totally going to get into obstacle course racing. And my, my coworker was like, you know, you're going to have to totally change your body physique, right? Cause I have really puny like arms. I can't even do a pull up and it's like, Oh, really? yeah, but I could totally do that. And uh, I didn't. Yeah. I went through a whole, like, I could be, this was like, I don't know, six, seven years ago. I was like, I could be a professional obstacle course racer. This is going to be my thing. That's what I'm going to do. Went through that whole phase. Yeah. My recent one that I told Sarah, not Sarah, Sarah, who runs low feisty was, I was like, give me five to seven years. And I think I could be like a really good masters CrossFit athlete. Like, give me like five to seven. Like I need to like learn how to do some things. Mm hmm. That's my new thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I dabbled in all kinds of other stuff. And then here I am back at triathlons Back at triathlon. again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't get away. I always say I want to like, I need somebody to be my swim run partner. I feel like somebody, somebody messaged me and I might have a new swim run partner. Ooh. I need, I need like a good partner. Is it Katie? No, it's To somebody, be Katie. somebody who listens. Now I don't remember. Cause like a couple of people, cause everybody's always like, oh yeah, I'd be interested. And then they flake. I was supposed to have a partner this year. And then she like got into trail running instead. Whatever. <laughs> So what about Alyssa? that's what I thought. But then she um, says that she's not really like a fast enough runner anymore because she is mostly just hiking. Like cause she's Because like focused on her FKTs. She's doing she like goes some long. more FKT Uh huh. hiking, like seeing What's the FKT? it's fastest known time. It's like when you go and you're like, I'm going to hike this like five day trail and like not sleep and go for the record. It's like shit like that. Right. That's like her thing. Oh my gosh. So there is an FKT here in Delaware that I was going to put on my list to do this year. So all the states I think have like the low point to high point FKT. So in Delaware, it's like only eight miles. Nice. <laughs> and there hasn't been a woman that's done it yet. So I was Oh, like, so you didn't I'm get totally that one? going to crush this FKT like after triathlon season, but I haven't been running, still injured. So it, it's on my list. FKTs, like, blue, like, they've always existed in, like, the hiking and trail, you know what I mean? Like, how, like, the record for the Appalachian Trail and stuff. But they blew up during COVID. Sorry, during earlier COVID. Um, Because Okay. people, like, had nothing to do. So Mm-hmm. all of a sudden, everybody was going <laughs> oh. after these, like, FKT times. Kind of like van life. Yeah. <laughs> but then you get into this, like, whole drama where, like, obviously, like, the vast majority of people out there, like, are just, it's just, like, they're doing it for their own, you know, personal fulfillment. But obviously, at the top end, there's, like, really high record, right? Like, the like the Grand Canyon Room to Room 1 is totally insane, right? It's, like, Yeah. completely nuts. Yeah. And then there's obviously these people who do, like, crazy shit. But then it seems like they might be cheating. Like there was the guy who ran like all the way across the US. But then like, you know, the people who like go deep, deep weeds on the internet into forums and they're like, his GPS doesn't line up with like his Garmin, you know, whatever. Like they The like internet get really, yeah. investigators. Oh my Yeah. God. So that, and you're just Yes. like, oh my God. The people with too Yeah. much time on their hands. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So part of you is like, why would you even cheat at that? And then the other part of you is like, why would you care if someone cheated <laughs> 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 so it's a whole thing I could say some things, but that might just get us kicked off of kicked off podcast. of the internet yeah I don't think that's gonna happen Yeah. Did you hear the Muslim <laughs> check? Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah it's a whole thing though I haven't done any though and Jocelyn apparently talked herself out of the one No, no, it's by still her on my list. and Khadija didn't know they right existed so <laughs> so there is one, there's like one that's like west to east that's 15 miles and there's already someone that set a pretty fast time for a woman. And so I was like, yeah, I don't know that I could even run that fast. But this one, the eight mile one, it's got my name on it. Mm-hmm. the other obviously the like more equivalent that like everyone in our circles knows is like the strava ones right like because those are kind of just like the segments that like like you know what Oh, I mean like <laughs> yes. they're like it's like done for you Yeah, and yeah. i went i like i mean went after is not the right word because it was boulder but i did a few in boulder to see like where i stepped up and it was Yeah. 
like I said, like on an 18 minute climb. So this like included the minute and a half after that I was just like stopped and like bent over. I said a 20 minute PR for like the mo- fa- like most watts I've ever done. And I was like 60 second. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> oh yeah, that was kind of depressing. You know, brutal. So yeah, duh, I don't really like, and I don't know how your guys' KOMs are. But around here, they're kind of, they're kind of rough. Kind of crazy. I don't know. I feel like I should look more into this because I live in Delaware where there's not, you know, there are some pretty quick people around here. Surprisingly. There's a lot of triathletes here, but I don't keep my Strava on. Yeah. There's too many. I had a stalker. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Way. Yeah, you don't want to. Just showing up on the trail. Hey, you No, I'm not heading in the same direction. No. Right? Thank no. you. No. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing with Strava or any of them is like, in and of itself, it's not going to create a stalker. But if you already have one, then it's like, yeah, it's not. You don't want to. You don't mm-hmm. want to share that information. Yeah. yeah, they start knowing like yeah. your patterns. For yeah, I don't like that. Like that. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Um, they're like, oh, you can create you security can. like this. I was like, I don't have that kind of time on my hands. How about I just don't? Yeah, have I mean, it. you can like totally make it private so no one can see it. But obviously, there are still like hacks and whatever. So. It started here, so like, and it's based in San Francisco. So like, everyone I know has had it for like, like back when it was like only a handful. Like only like the dudes that were like because it started like only the cycling dudes I knew that like raced with my husband. They were all on it like 10 years, 15 years. They had the yeah, beta version. And they were, yeah. that, was like, that was back when it was all like, who climbed this hill the fastest? And it would all be like, and it used to be like some spreadsheet some guy kept, you know, and they would like share around on like the email <laughs> listers. Yeah. Not a spreadsheet. Yeah. I hate spreadsheets. <laughs> I have like seven spreadsheets going for Kona next week because we have so much content, um, which is why, which is why we are taking a break from this podcast because we have daily live podcasts. We have event podcasts. We have Instagram takeovers. We have Instagram reels. We have a feisty fiesta happening. Ooh, I like that. Feisty fiesta. Oh, amazing. That's my contribution for the week. Trademark (laughs) that one. So I had to make like document, like Google Docs and spreadsheets and then like a schedule spreadsheet with a different tab for every day, which normally would not be my MO, but I'm dealing with triathletes. So obviously they, they like... They want it all. They want like tabs. I like spreadsheets with tabs. This is a lot. I'm like spreadsheets with tabs is just like, that's like a level that I just don't operate on. I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> so. And uh, and yeah, so if you're going to be in Kona, this is my also, if you're going to be in Kona, you should check out our, I think our actual official schedule is going up. I think it'll be up by the time this airs. Our feisty schedule with our feisty fiesta and our feisty will it be hourly so we know right i mean if you're going with spreadsheets we need you to go we're putting up the public schedule because there's a (laughs) private schedule that i made for right and then we're putting up the public schedule this week so that everybody can start rsvping for our very important public events oh now i'm really getting fomo just for the feisty (laughs) fiesta i'm there i want to just go for the feisty fiesta we're also doing a coffee boat swim with our own underwater photographer who aside apparently won some kind like owns like the guinness world record for underwater photography is that i didn't know that was a record Oh my gosh, that's one Every, thing that's everything's on. a record and everything's a first now. Everything's a record and I a have, first. There's 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 nothing but I have like wanted to like look at what Guinness World Record I could like break Ooh. in the marathon because you know how right, what is right, it? Right. The London Marathon has is an actual like certified Guinness World Record breaking thing. So you look up like who is the fastest person dressed as a piece of fruit? Right. So what did you find out? What is your, what is going to be your ticket to fame here? It's been a while, but I don't know. I might have to retire from marathons because of my foot thing. Mm. So I find I'll take all, I'll take all of my kids and we'll have the largest family that should do that. That would be amazing. Simultaneously. That would be amazing. Except there was like this family last year that like made their like five-year-old finish one, like in the rain. And then it was like, Oh, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody got like really upset because it was like, why are you making your five-year-old do this? Which obviously I thought was like screwed up, but I also, it's like in the realm of like, I think a lot of parents make stupid choices. Mm. I can't stop them from doing that. Right. Like Mm -hmm. anyway. Was the kid running or in a stroller? No, he was walking. And they like, and and to be fair, they walked it in like eight hours or something like that. Like it wasn't. 
but it was like raining. So a lot of miserable. walking for a yeah. five-year-old. He probably enjoyed it. I was it like, more than whatever, man. It's a thing. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. I apparently, I apparently, I've signed up for a marathon in like eight weeks. How's that going? Just How's it going, Ellie? Oh, I had an epiphany. So I like signed up for it back. Like, you know how like I've had like health issues all year? And so mm-hmm. back at the beginning of the summer, I was like, this is far enough away. I am sure I will be better by then. That'll be fine. And so I signed up for it. And now I'm like, oh, like I'm starting to train it. Like I'm at the point where like if it was four months away, I'd be like, yeah, I could be. But it's two months. But it's two months away. And I'm like, huh. I wonder if I'm going to do it. It's a mystery. I also signed my husband up. So he the other day was like, let me know if we're running that. I was like, ah. Yo, babe, we still doing that uh, marathon thing. Well, it's like an hour. It's like it's CIM, which is like an hour 20 from our house. And like, yeah, I'm just kind of like, eh. Do they have a good deferral policy? They also let you transfer to anyone. Like, okay. there's a transfer. Win- so, also, yeah. if anybody wants to do CIM and can't get in, I may have two bibs that I am willing to transfer to. <laughs> what's what's CIM? Marathon. It's um, it's not. It's like a. It's like ten thousand people, so it's a big one, but it's not like massive. But like, what it's most known for is that like it's very. It's pretty fast. Yeah, it's not like like you don't get like the pro like the the like world record names, but you get like a lot of people going for like Boston qualifying times, Olympic qualifying times, sub three, right? So you get like this huge number of people that are kind of like what you would call like elite amateurs. So it's known for that. Like of the mm-hmm. ten thousand people, like I ra- this is what I think is crazy. So like I ran New York last year and I ran like a three thirty, and out of like I don't know, it's like fifty thousand people. I, there was like maybe a thousand women or something that ran faster that ran under three hours. It was something like that, right? And then I looked at the CIM result, and out of ten thousand people, there were like a thousand people that ran under the right. Like it's just that's kind of what you get is it's like those people who run mm-hmm. like that. So it's very popular around here, and a lot of people do it to try and get their qualifying times. So not interested. Thanks. But though. I don't know if I'm gonna do it. <laughs> It's also like I used to live there. So you know when you live somewhere and you know like how far every block is? Oh. That's where it's like it sucks. I signed up for the Philly Marathon, which I'm going to have to like defer or transfer or like I'm not going to be running a marathon by November. So yeah. See, I have a whole extra month. This is like December 2nd. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Is that eight weeks? No, it's like that's got to be more. It's got to be more nine, than nine. It's nine and a half. Oh, nine. it's almost okay. It's October yeah. next week. Never mind. It is October on Sunday. That's why <laughs> By the way, so all right. Well, we don't have Sarah for our random question today, and I told Jocelyn to think of one, but I don't. I thought of one. Oh, I thought did? of one. Yes, okay. I did. Okay. So, have you guys seen the trailer to the Diana Nyad movie? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Katisha like, <laughs> has not. So. I had to think about who Diana Nyad was. First. The woman who supposedly I, swam to I Cuba. Yes, yes, from Florida at the age of like 64. Yeah. Yes, I remember the picture. Yeah, so Netflix is doing a movie mm-hmm. about it with Jodie Foster and Annette Benning, mm-hmm. And I really want to watch it. It's so cool. Yeah, so it's about how she attempted it when she was 28 and then... Mm-hmm. decided like 32 years later when she was 60 that she had unfinished business but it still took her multiple attempts to do it right, right. so my random question is because none of us are 60 yet what thing would you want to do when you turn 60 that you didn't do yet mm. well my like big this I did it but like my big like I don't plan on doing Kona again until I'm 60 and then I'm going to come back and be like that like that 70 year old that like sets the that's my goal that's my plan don't tell anyone so you can be in the feature exactly. video <laughs> <laughs> so that's my like that's my my yeah that's my diana nyad plan goal oh also i'm gonna be a elite crossfit masters athlete oh by then do but, they break down the masters like yeah. is there masters 60 plus yeah there okay. is so okay Are you talking about from an athletic perspective? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Like some people go back to school and get like whatever advanced degree when they're. Nah, I'm done with school. I got three <laughs> degrees. I'm good. 
<laughs> I'm good. I don't want to do any postdoctoral work, research, none of that. I'm good. Um, I'll probably I have all the kids out the house yeah. by then, believe it or not. Ooh. I don't know. I probably won't. I'll I will probably sell my house, buy a house out of the country, and when I'm in the country, just drive around in my van. I think the only thing that keeps me having a stable household is the fact that I have children. I think I'll literally just I'll, I'll get a house in. It'll definitely be a Spanish-speaking country, and he in the states just have a van parked at one of my kids' houses. And whenever I'm here, I'm just driving around, racing and riding and annoying my friends. Is your is your driveway? Open? <laughs> is your driveway? Yes, open? move over. Always for you, Khadija. <laughs> All right, Jocelyn, what's your plan? <laughs> so. I was just doing the math. So my daughter's going to be 21 when I turn 60. Mm-hmm. Or, well, she, her birthday's a week after me. So I'll turn 60 the week before she turns 21, which is crazy to think about. Like, I don't really want to think about that much. <laughs> I feel like I took this huge break from triathlon. And obviously, I can't get away from it because apparently I really love this sport. So I can see myself like, trying to go to like age group worlds and dominating the 60 year old category. Although I feel like all the other pros will be retired by then too. Right. I'm pretty sure like McKaylee Jones dominates it right now. So good mm-hmm. luck with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had to race for nationals and draft legal triathlon. And I'm sitting here like, so the first two women were Olympians. So I'm like, okay, so I'm shooting for maybe fifth through <laughs> Yeah, this is what it is, it was, right? Like, what is, what is she going to do? She doesn't have anything else to do now. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, by then I'll be done paying for daycare, hopefully done paying for college. At 21? Mm. <laughs> They'll <Yeah>. be back. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be back. I know from experience. They'll be back. So you don't, so that's your plan. Your big plan is to go win age group nationals. Something like that. Okay. All right. I was wait. I was waiting for like I'm gonna swim to Cuba, you know, or like, yeah, that's Kilimanjaro. maybe maybe Khadija will swim to Cuba yeah, because she's did her like nautical mile, nine nautical miles swim or whatever it was, and you love Cuba. <laughs> that would have to be a multi day event, though. Yeah, I could just. Yeah, I'm headed back home, guys. I'm swimming, so it'll be a couple days, but I'll be I'll back. Esperando para mi a Cuba. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we look forward to hearing about that. Uh, I'm going to do the wrap up <laughs> since Sarah's missing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you are going to be in Kona, we will have a schedule out. You should join us for events, and we'll have one more show next week with our regular, amazing hosts here, where we're going to hear all about uh, their non 60 year old adventures and then we will be taking a two week regular break for all of the live shows from Kona So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using Coast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah. It seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo heel chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like Tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science-backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at aminoco.com slash writing. 
You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing and use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits. You can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. <laughs> 